Today we're going to continue to read from Matthew. And as we read from Matthew today, we start a series on seeds. Now, you know, there's a lot of kinds of seeds out there. And one of the seeds that today we will be reading about is some good seeds, seeds that the Lord brings forth. So I'll be reading from Matthew 13, 1 through 9, and then 18 through 23. Here are these words. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seeds. Some seeds fell on the earth, and the, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered and died. Other seeds fell among them, among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let everyone who have, has ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. And when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a little while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another, sixty, and in another, thirty. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, as we have come into this place this morning, we come to encounter your word, to encounter your voice and to glorify and worship you. Lord, may we 
hear your words today in spite of my own voice. May we live into this fertile soil, this place where you have planted us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as most of you have already heard, at one time, I had a farm. And I come from different generations of farmers. My granddad and my dad and those who went on before them. And in the old days, you didn't go to the feed store necessarily to buy your seeds. A lot of your seeds came from what you had harvested the year before. Well, then along comes Penn State and Ohio State and Texas A&M, and they start doing agricultural studies, and they certify different seeds, and you can buy certified seeds now and so forth and so on, and they live in different kinds of soils and different kinds of types, and you can even have like the Cooperative Extension Office come in, or you can go to them with different soil samples to measure how your soil is doing. Now, this happens to be some organic soil here that, that we had for the kids to plant today, and so there's no chemicals or anything in it. It's just natural dirt dirt. You know, dirt's one of those funny things. It's, it's, it's necessary in our lives, and yet, oh, we don't, don't want to be dirty. And yet, it's one of the most interesting things. I lo used to love to go with my granddad, and, and he remember when he would take all the soil samples up to have them tested in Brookville and make sure that he had enough uh, fertilizer put on, and then when Mr. Wolf would come, that was the name of the man who had uh, access to the lime, he'd bring in this giant dump truck and, and this giant trailer, and both of them would be full of powdered lime, and they would be spread across the fields, and I'd get to ride in the dump truck with them. Woohoo! Now, those things were fascinating to me. But it all came down to, you had to have the right mixture. Now when we planted oats, I remember sitting there and granddad telling me to count out a hundred different kernels of oats. Okay, so I counted out my little kernels of oats and then we would do a scientific test. We get them wet on some paper towels, and we would count to see how many would sprout and how many didn't sprout. So because there were 100, we knew right away what the percentage was that were going to grow, and the ones that weren't going to grow, we knew what that percentage was, was too. And so we would find the right mixture or the right amount of seed planting, if you will, to make sure that the field was full of oats. Same thing with corn, you'd make sure you use the right plates on it and 
And so when you dug your trench and it dropped the seeds down in a row, it would do whatever it needed to do. Now today, we, they make sure that there's rain-resistant ones and there's drought-resistant ones and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, back in the old days, I think it seemed a little bit simpler. At least we did all the scientific stuff ourselves. But God had a plan. You see, he made sure that there were enough things on this earth so that not only animals could take care of themselves, but especially human beings could take care of themselves. And he knew that this group of people that he was talking to was an agrarian society. In other words, they were farmers. And if they weren't farmers, they had to at least plant their own plants so they had something to eat. Now, in Israel, where the Sea of Galilee is, where he had gotten into the boat, that is a more lush type of an area where there is more farming going on because it's not as dry or hot. Yes, they have a rainy season, lasts about 13 days. Woo, yeah, okay. Um, and the rest of it gets dry, but because they're along the Sea of Galilee, they can irrigate. Ah. So it takes all that right combination of warmth, and it takes the sunlight, and it, it, it takes good ground. And believe it or not, there are a lot of rocks around. Remember I told you before that my granddad used to send me out to pick rocks with, uh, he used to call it a poke. Some of you know what a poke is. Others of us call it a bag. <laughs> and we, I'd go out and pick my, or a five-gallon bucket, and I'd go out and pick my rocks. Every bag that I could get filled up, I'd get $20. That was a pretty good deal back in the day, right? It took a long time to fill up a bag, too. So <laughs> he wasn't out too much money. Um, but Jesus was telling us and telling these people that the good seeds needed to fall. But not all the seeds would fall in a good place. Some of them would fall on the path. Well, if you ever walk along a path, you know that the path is generally more rocky. And so they don't do very well. And if they do happen to fall on, on shallow ground where they can't get their roots down into the ground, well, they dry up pretty quickly. And it's the plants that actually get down into the ground better, the ones that are able to spread their roots and be nourished and come up nice and strong and something holds them down, they do well. People are the same way. Some of us are always, always, always in a hurry, and it seems like doesn't matter whatever happens to happen. You just kind of get picked off by the birds, don't you? Oh, I know, I know people like that. I, I know people who flutter from one thing to the next, and they just don't, they don't hold on to something and see it through the whole way, right? And maybe our own lives as Christians are that way, that maybe we 
jump from church to church, always looking for that next best thing, always looking for somebody that, that's going to hold our attention or, or somebody that's, that's going to... Well, there's a whole list of things of why people don't find themselves in church or worshiping the one and only God. Sometimes you, you might get started fast and the sun gets you because you're more worried about, you know, being too tired or making some money. And I'm not saying those things are bad. You got to have all those, got to have sleep. You got to have some, some money so that you can live. But it has to be in a balance, right? And then there's some people who just don't spend their time developing relationships relationship with other people, maybe even their own family, and relationship, most importantly, with the one and only true God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so when you think of those things, you say, well, no wonder they burned up and, and died in the sun, those poor plants. No wonder they got eaten by the birds. And if you've ever seen turkeys hit the field right after you planted, you'd understand what I mean. I want to be somebody who's like the seed that finds the true root, that gets down deep into the, the earth and holds on and sprouts and eats up that, that wonderful sunlight. I, I want to be that person who can do everything I can to grow, to flourish, to spread seeds, and to prosper. Because when a plant grows the way that it should, then it'll develop, and it'll bloom, and it'll blossom. And eventually that bloom or blossom will, will dry up, die, if you will, and, and become a seed. But the only way that you can get truly rooted and truly hold on is if you get dirty. Get dirty. And you say, wait a minute, Pastor, what are you talking about getting dirty? Uh, uh, if I'm a Christian, how am I supposed to be dirty? Well, if you've ever worked in the soup kitchen, have you ever gotten any of the, of the food dribbled on yourself? Aha! That's getting dirty. And I saw folks out here with the boxes the other day, and it was a little warm, let me tell you. Well, you got sweaty, and you got dirty. And I've seen other people working on the, on the hedges outside and working on fixing different things, and let me tell you, it, it, you get dirty. You see, when you go out in real life, when you're out in real mission, when you're out disciple-making, life isn't always easy. In fact, life is kind of dirty. Life is kind of dirty. And the only thing that can clean you up or root you or make you blossom and grow 
is God. That's what Jesus was telling these people in this parable. That you've got to get deep down into the dirt. Deep down into your relationship with God. So you can grow and flourish as a disciple of Christ. So that you can build relationship with the Savior. So that you can be empowered and receive the nutrients from the Holy Spirit. So that you can spread some more seed and take off. Ever look at those plants that are outside and, and, and know that they are the, those beautiful summer plants that are outside that are blossoming and, and blooming out there right now? They could even be divided up if, they, if you wanted to and spread out even further. Why? Because they had taken root, they have taken off, and they have spread and they have grown. Well, folks, are you spreading and growing? Are you getting dirty? Are you willing to get your hands dirty? Are you willing to be able to sit with somebody and hold their hand and let them know that it's okay because we've all been dirty with sin? And it's Jesus Christ who cleans us up by the power of his blood, by the power of the resurrection. Whew. Now, if you stop and think about that, and I'm including myself in this. See, you don't realize I have to preach these sermons to me first and work on my own self. And I know that there are areas in my life that need some cleaning too. But you know what? I said before that this is a no-judgment zone. The only one who can judge is Jesus Christ himself. He's the only one who can justify me and you and sanctify us to boot and bring us to blossom. Are you getting dirty? Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you today. I thank you for the earth and the dirt. Sometimes you have to roll around in it for a while. Sometimes you have to make sure that the hole's deep enough so that when you sprout up out of it, a gorgeous, beautiful plant appears because we've taken root in you building relationship for you, flourishing in you, and then spreading our seed, which really isn't our seed, it's yours, amongst others and building relationship in your name. Help us to do that, Lord. Help us to build relationship in your name. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.